Hello, everyone. This is John Moore, and welcome to episode number 170 of Running Lines, our weekly theater conversations with interesting folk in the Colorado and national theater communities. Today, we are just a little bit giddy to be speaking with none other than Cindy Lauper, her own self. Last year, Cindy celebrated the 30th anniversary of her iconic album, She's So Unusual, which, of course, charted five top ten hits. Since then, she has conquered the worlds of blues, Broadway, and more. And now, by some incredible stroke of good fortune, she's on the phone talking with with me. Welcome, Cindy. Hey, John. Huh. Hey, John. How are you, dog? I'm, I'm so glad we're recording this because no one would believe that I'm talking to you. Why? Because what do you of, mean? We're, I'm in New York City. I, so if you hear city sounds, that's what you're hearing. That's I'm in Manhattan. I'm going to tell everybody, of course, Cindy wrote the music for the 2013 Tony Award-winning Best Musical, Kinky Boots, which plays here in Denver from October 29th through November 9th at the Buell Theater. But, Cindy, before... Right? It's about time, right? It is about wow, time. Wow, that was a long time. I know. <laughs> the crew is great. The cast is really wonderful. Well, Cindy, before we launch into Kinky Boots, I just want to hear in your own voice, if you don't mind, the story that you told me the last time I talked with you, and it was about your friend Gregory, who inspired your now anthemic song, True Colors. My friend uh, used to live downstairs to me with his partner, Carl. And they were always, you know, kind of my favorite friends for a while. And um, they used to paint their apartment all the time. The most interesting was when it was pink and they broke mirrors and glued them to the wall. So it kind of looked like pink with some kind of wild icing, you know. But uh, Gregory had a completely different kind of life than most kids because he was um, thrown out on the street when he was 12. He was being attacked by his stepfather, and the mother came in and threw the kid out. So in 1985, uh, Gregory told me he had AIDS. I had no idea what that was, and um, slowly... We watched him die. And when it came time to do the second album, uh, this song had come along. It was written by Tom Kelly and uh, Billy Steinberg. And it was uh, originally sent to Ann Murray. So it was kind of a, a country gospel ballad kind of thing which was totally foreign to me. And I was very uh, upset by what had transpired. So he, he kept wanting me to write a song for him, you know, like that's what friends are for. Right. I believe that um, Bert Backrack wrote that song. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't really feel like I could beat Bert Backrack for him. But I did write a song. But unfortunately, it was the kind of song that had, you know, mostly I poured my heart out and my liver. It was called Boy Blue, and it wasn't really for repetitive play. But True Colors, that was different. And my idea was to communicate to people in a way that hadn't been done, that wasn't really, you know, commercial, but more like a healing song. The main reason I asked that question is because I know that the message of that song is very similar to what you think the message is of Kinky Boots. Can you tell me how how they kind of are related in that way? Well... 
what is related is acceptance. And when people aren't accepted and people are a little different, they're treated really badly. So when people are treated badly, especially kids, it's hard to recover from that. And when Kinky Boots came along with the opportunity to work together with activists like Harvey Firestein and Jerry Mitchell and put together something that was commercial enough, it isn't preachy, that would appeal to people in all different kinds of ways and make them laugh and cry, but also have different people in it so you understand about being different. And there's a bully in the story. There's a kooky girl in the story. There's an upward mobile type of gal in the story. There's a guy who owns the factory, the guy who's completely different and is a drag performer. And I wanted to work on that when I realized that you could put all of this together and make a, a story that people would relate to, that you could change their mind about looking at somebody and judging them by the cover. We should tell people, especially because this will be new for people in Denver, that this, just in a nutshell, that the Kinky Boots is the story of a young man named Charlie who inherits his father's shoe factory in the north of England, but no one's buying the shoes he's selling. So uh, tell us a little bit about what happens when Lola enters the picture. Well, he had to change the product, and he also had to find a niche market. And when he met Lola, he realized that that was a niche market that nobody was making fine shoe wear for. He could make shoes unlike any shoe, any shoe anyone's seen before, but also very well made. And, so, and a big market for transvestites. Well, not just transvestites, but, yeah, cross-dressers. Yeah. Cross-dressers and... Our drag queen is different from a transvestite. Right. A transvestite, as Harvey says, looks like, you know, Winston Churchill and his mother's knickers, whereas a drag queen looks like, you know, can make herself look like Cleopatra, you know. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. But there's a bit of drag queen in me because I can go from looking like a church mouse to, you know, the Cindy Lauper you know. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so, you not exactly Cleopatra, but... <laughs> Cindy, you mentioned the character of Lauren. I have to say, when the show opened, you had Annalie Ashford playing that role, and, and Andy Kelso, who's now playing the lead role of Charlie on Broadway. Uh, these are yes. two of Colorado's prides and joys, Andy and Annalie. Can you tell us a little bit? Oh, my God, they're from Colorado? They I are indeed. I know. Oh, my God. You, I didn't know. Yeah, can you well, my cousin lives in Colorado. Oh, sweet. Can you um, anything about working with those two? Well, Andy's pretty straightforward. He works really hard, and he has a quality about him that's really kind of sexy and, um, and very rock and roll. And he has a good ear. And so when he starts fans left, it's kind of a no-brainer to have Andy step in. Kelso's really, really great in this role. And Anna Lee, well, when we saw Anna Lee, she was developing it with us. And I, you know, kind of worked with her. And when I saw, you know, I, I thought there should be a good girl song in this thing. And and it, once I started seeing her, I realized that it should be kind of funny. And she was pretty fantastic, what she had started working on. So 
you know, I did the history of wrong guys because I thought that would be perfect for her. You wrote that specifically after you met the actor? No, I started before, but I continued writing really geared towards her. And when, um, you know, when it busts out into the history of wrong guys, chapter one, he's a bum, two, he's not into you, three, he's a sleaze, you know, that, that was, uh, that I wrote because when I saw her, I thought, oh my God, she could do great. And then, you know, the rest is history. Or the history of wrong guys. Yeah. You mentioned bullying, and uh, bullying is obviously an ongoing problem. Can you tell me why it's so important to you now that Kinky Booth is a national tour that people in middle America get a chance to see this show? Well, because people who are different, who are in middle America, have no place and don't really um, have anybody to speak up for them. But this show... This show has everybody in it and a bully. And sometimes you can change your mind about a person by understanding their story. And that's why sharing stories are so important because sometimes you just don't understand unless you're, you know, part of the uh, problem. But if someone else that you work with all the time or that you love talk to you about what their life is like and being bullied, then, you know, then you understand, then you step up. And you do and you can change the world when you change your mind about a a particular individual. You know, personally for me, I always feel that the person bully has a problem, but the bully, the guy who's doing the bullying, whether it's girl or boy, also has a problem. And either they're being bullied at home or they're just fearful or they've been bullied, so it's better that they bully somebody else than they get bullied. And that whole kind of mentality is needs to have be changed. And the way you start is by changing your mind about people. Pick one person and change your mind about that person, whoever it is. And that will help change the world. And that's part of the six steps to happiness. You change the world when you change your mind. I want to thank Cindy for joining us on Running Minds, and we want to let listeners know that Kinky Boots plays from October 29th through November 9th in the Buell Theater at the Denver Performing Arts Complex in downtown Denver. Call 303-893-4100 or go to www.denvercenter.org. Thanks again for listening, and join us again next week for another episode of Running Lines.